Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 18. We're legal now. We are. Well, sort of. We still can't buy beer. No, but we can dine in, in a war. That's true. And we can buy cigarettes and porn. And vote. And vote. And do we get uh, a break on car insurance now? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Awesome. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Oh, who are you? I'm Jason. I'm Eric. Welcome, everyone. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday the 13th. That's yes, exciting. Huh? I, I already feel the unluckiness. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, well, we're, we're four hours away from uh, the unlucky day. So My main... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> the main thing I feel unlucky about is I, I saw what I thought was an excellent deal. I saw this six-pack of... Of Warsteiner, which is a really good beer. Yeah. And I saw it at Jungle Gems the first time I ever visited in Cincinnati. If you get a chance to go, it's it's really sweet. It's huge. Yeah. Anything you can think of there. But I, I saw this six pack of Warsteiner bottles, and it was three ninety nine. Regularly eight ninety nine on sale for you know less than half price. Right. So I picked it up, and I was like, "Well, I've never heard of Warsteiner Radler. Must be you know just another." version of Warsteiner. Right, and then there's like three or four different kinds. Yeah. But, like, just like an hour or so ago, we we both cracked it open and tried it, and it's it's soda pop. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I, I seem to enjoy it a lot more than you do. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot more uh, soda than it is beer. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to... I think I kind of uh, have a comparison now. I think I just remembered. Okay. It kind of tastes a little bit like sarsaparilla. Okay. Like that cowboy root beer kind of thing? Yeah. See, it reminded me of Dr. Pepper at first, and now I'm starting to think more like Sprite and Dr. Pepper mixed together. Uh, I don't get that at all, Mm. but uh, whatever. Well, either way, it doesn't taste like what I thought Warsteiner should taste like. definitely does not. I like German beer in this. I had some real Warsteiner yesterday, and, uh, yeah, this is definitely not, not the that. same. Yeah. But, like I said, I still enjoy it. Yeah. It, it washed down my meal, so that, that's yeah. all I, that's all I really need, I guess. Uh, did I tell you about, uh, I told you personally, you know, outside of the, the realm of the cast, mm. uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not, uh, hold on. God damn it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thought I was going to burp. Didn't. Fuck. Anyway. Oh, there, there. Uh, All right. Better. There we go. Uh, better late than never. Yeah. But uh, when I had my, com- uh, my company had its Christmas party. Uh, oh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ironic. <laughs> ironically, indeed. Uh, I uh, They had, like, uh, the, the place where we had it had, like, 600 different beers. Uh, and so, obviously, I, except for the ones that I actually asked for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had, like, 600 versions of Amstel Light. I guess. But, uh, like, so I mentioned one beer, and they said, well, let me see what we have that's like it. And uh, it wasn't that great. And then uh, they were like, well, Oh, we got Warsteiner, you know, and I'm like, well, sure, you know, we've had it before on the show, I was like, sure, I'll have that. They bring out this, uh, mug, and, uh, 
while it wasn't as big as like the uh, the mugs that we've had at the Mexican <laughs> restaurants, yeah, those Viking chalices, right? Yeah. Uh, each mug had on the side etched into the glass 0.5 liters, and nice. like in you know, a line, like somewhere near like okay top center. I see. Like yeah. s- saying at what point you have 0.5 liters, right? Okay. <laughs> And so I just looked at it, and I looked at my friends and my coworkers, and I was like, I'm going to drink six liters of beer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I made it to three and a half. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you think about that, because usually I don't think of beer in liters, I'm trying to imagine it visually. It's like a two liter of soda plus another half of one. Right, right. That's a lot of beer. That is quite a bit of beer. I mean, I I like drinking. I drink, you know, a couple nights a week or whatever, three nights. But seven, yeah, seven, seven, twenty four hours a day. But never enough to. I don't like getting drunk. I'm not a drunk kind of guy. I'm a drinking kind of guy. And that seems like that would destroy me. Um, I was not destroyed, because, uh, as you know, I'm gigantic. And, uh, it was a dinner, so there was, you know, lots of, uh, breads and stuff, and mashed potatoes. Filling to, up your to tummy. To soak it up, yeah. Uh... Can I use the word tummy? Be my guess. All right. Uh... <laughs> but, uh, I was... I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not as uh, drunk as I've, I've ever been. You know, I've been more drunk in the past. Uh, but younger, probably. Uh, definitely younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not in the, the happy state where I usually get to when I'm like super drunk. Just in a warm I was in a warm, zone. fuzzy zone. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Ah, man, after three and a half liters, I think I'd be in a warm, fuzzy pool of my own insides. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've been in that place like after three and a half pictures. <laughs> Maybe more. I'm not sure. I don't remember too well. All I remember was being in the... sitting in my friend's car half outside of it. <laughs> like, like my legs were, were still in the car. Right. But my, 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 my torso was on the concrete. And then you blink, and what seems like three seconds later, you wake up in a Waffle House restroom. Uh, no, no. Uh, I was I was laying there on the concrete. It had been raining. Uh, I wasn't really throwing up, but like I was just kind of spitting up a little bit. Oh yeah, that's nice. And it's yeah. uh, a good picture. And my friends uh, came out and checking to see if I was all right. And apparently, I just started laughing. <laughs> They poked you with a stick to see if you're breathing. Yeah. And uh, I forced myself back into the car, and they dropped me off at home, and I I got to my door, and I I passed out on my front porch. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Next thing I knew, it was like 5.30 in the morning, and I shuffled myself in and uh, called off work. (laughs) (laughs) That's about the drunkest I've ever been. That's, yeah, that sounds a little unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't drink for like a year or so after that. Mm-hmm. That did me in pretty well. See, kids, know your limits. Exactly. Stay in school. Yes. Oh, man, there's another burp in there. I can feel it. I can feel See, it. it's all the fizz in this it is. soda it's, beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rattler, they should call it... <clears throat> it's not very rad, I'll tell you that. 
No, it's not. And it is spelled R-A-D-L-E-R. Yeah. Like it's... it's <laughs> there it's, we go. It's beer for kids. Yeah. Yeah, you told me uh, what it was, and I thought it was thinking like rattler, like, like yeah. a rattler stink. Like, ooh, it's got an extra bite to it. Nice. Right, right, yeah. I was thinking like, you know, Germany meets the Old West. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, all rattlers, Germany, yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems reasonable. Well, maybe there was some sort of Nazi tank called the Rattler. <laughs> oh, there probably was. I think I there was, there was a, a Cobra tank called no, the No, it was a, the Cobra Rattler was actually a airplane. It was a big blue jet with a turret. <laughs> You might be thinking of the hiss. I could be. I could be. <laughs> uh, sorry that I know that. I never had the Rattler or the hiss, but <clears throat> the kid that lived next door had every G.I. Joe toy. Yeah. We had all the figures. Me and my brother, we were trying to amass an army of, of Cobra and G.I. Joe. Yeah. But this kid had every vehicle, so we'd always play at his house because, you know, and that's right. the shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do something. Uh, keep talking. Okay. Uh, um, just getting started. Yeah. We are just getting started. Yeah. Well, some people probably wish we were finishing. <laughs> Should I not, uh, go ahead and, you know. Uh, what, talk about what we're gonna talk about? Yeah. 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 Oh, I saw a couple movies the other day. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, his birthday was over the weekend and. He came over and we were like, whatever you want to do, you know, it's your birthday. So he wanted pizza and Rob Zombie horror movies. Wow. For his birthday. There's only three of them, so. Well, we only watched two. We watched uh, everything except for Halloween. Ah. Uh-huh. So, Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Yeah. And I had seen House of a Thousand Corpses a long time ago, like years and years ago. Yeah. And I thought it looked cool, but I didn't think it was a very good movie. Right. And I watched, you know, we watched watched that one first, and I was like, okay, it still looks cool, but it's not a very good movie. Right. And then we watched Devil's Rejects right after that, which I had never seen. But right. I'd heard, you know, mixed reviews about. I enjoyed that one. I hated it. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was hard for me to watch. But I can tell you, the me, and this isn't insulting to anyone that, uh, well, it's not intended to insult anyone who does like it. If I was 11 years old, I would have loved that movie. Because it had no story, but it had just titties and gore everywhere. And when I was 11, I thought that was great. Devil's Rejects? Yeah. I don't remember there being any titty in that movie. Oh, it was... There was, like, tons of nudity. Tons? (laughs) Yeah. It's been, uh, like, two or three years since I've seen it, but seriously? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember any... and I don't want to sound prudish because, you know, I like a good titty. Right. But, like, sometimes when you're watching a movie, it seems like they just kind of put it in for no reason. And it seemed like every time was... I mean, you know, maybe it was closely related to the story, but it, it just seemed like they were, like, any chance they could get to throw this, this like, naked lady in, they would just throw her in there. I don't know. It was just a little much. Who? The I forget her name. It was it was some girl that was at the motel whenever they bust in to like capture Brian Poussin and those other people. The the older one? No. Well I mean I don't think she ever got completely naked, but there was a like a lady in the shower and they pull oh. her out. 
She was naked for yeah, like right, right before they throw her in front of the truck after they staple her husband's face on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was like a whole. I barely considered that titty. Oh, but it's, she was just titty is like gratuitous. Like, look at these. That that was like you know we're torturing this bitch. <laughs> I thought it was pretty gratuitous. Uh, I don't know. There to me, there was like no story. The, the characters were just just so. Like flimsy, and then the ending of that movie, like if I would have been on some sort of mood enhancing drug, maybe, like the the entire slow motion Freebird uh, <laughs> car chase thing at the end, <laughs> maybe that would have been cool. But oh man, yeah, I dug it. I, I thought it was a vast improvement over Hess with Thousand Corpses. Really, I uh, I liked Hess with Thousand Corpses. The corpses, corpses. corpses. The first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, it was probably one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. It was terrible. Uh, Devil's Rejects I liked uh, both times that I've watched it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think... Uh, if if, if Zombie uh, uh, would have sort of kept on that path that he was going on instead of deciding to do... The Halloween remake. Uh, I think he could possibly work himself into being a, a good director. Really? Yeah. But he, he seems to keep wanting to, to go back to the well. So, whatever. Yeah. As long as they're enjoyable, I guess, in the end, is, is all I'm looking for. Yeah, as long as somebody enjoyed it. I, and it was weird, though, because there was like eight of us there. Yeah. And you can imagine this. It's like somebody's birthday. Yeah. And we're all just, I mean, you know, we had like cupcakes with like fluorescent colored like <laughs> icing on the top of the cupcakes and we're watching these torture movies uh, with like and then and then by the end of the movie you know it's just like this somber like spent kind of atmosphere you know like right. it's not a very good birthday party movie if anyone's thinking of watching either of those really i mean the first one maybe but uh, the second one it was just like a, it was like torture porn yeah, I, I can kind of see that, but and he had seen them before, right. so like he chose that, that's, you know, which that's fine. Well, he he is a bit uh, odd. He's an eccentric dude. That's uh, putting it very lightly. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I thought it was an odd choice for like a party. I mean, I'm thinking maybe like for a party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Devil's Rejects, especially, is not a party movie. I mean, you know. If you want to go the horror route, maybe Army of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, Goon- yeah. Goonies, if you're stretching it, you know, because there's skulls and shit. Yeah. But, yeah. I think for a party atmosphere, you want to go for something... Uh, you, you do want something insanely bloody, but you also want something fun. Right. And that is the last word I would ever use to describe uh, yeah. The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> maybe Dead Alive. That'd be Dead good. Alive is uh, a perfect choice. That'd be a good one. Uh... Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know, or something just uh, uh, so bad it's awesome, you know, like uh, the story of Ricky or something. I don't know that one, but it's kind of over the top, like heads getting squished and right. squirting out. Okay, so, all right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen like clips of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's something like that. Yeah, it was a weird. It was weird. Eh, but, well. but yeah, not my, not my thing. Eh. No, not my thing. That's cool. That's that's. Uh, uh, something. Mm. <laughs> All right. So you ready to disagree some more? Yes. Let's disagree. Disagree. 
What did you say? Disagree. Oh, disagree. Yes. I thought I thought that was some word that I just didn't know and I was going to play along. Yeah. Like, oh, would you like to disaccrue? <laughs> yes, let's disaccrue now. <laughs> and initiate the disaccruement. Uh, well, we're talking about an awful lot about movies for a comic episode. So This is a comic book episode. And uh, it was your choice. You picked Kramer's... Ergot? 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 I, ergo? Uh, I think it's Ergot. I, I'm going to say Ergot, but I guess for the sake of the show, let's just call it Kramer's. Okay. Kramer's number seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I looked up Ergot, because, you know, that's a, kind of a weird word. Yeah. I looked it up in the dictionary, and it's it's a fungus that grows on, I think it was mush, or it's like mushrooms and wheat or something, or something like that. Isn't mushrooms a fungus already? Oh, my gosh. I'm such an idiot! <laughs> okay. It was a... It was a... It was a... It was something that grows on wheat uh, or cereal or something. Yeah, sure. Some sort of fungus or bacteria or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I don't know. Kramer's. Kramer's, Kramer. the, the guy from Seinfeld? Of course. Right, right. right. Or Kramer versus Kramer. Right, right. Or. Oh, uh, I gotta completely sidetrack you there. Oh, okay. Uh, Is this a Seinfeld reference? No, uh, it's a Kramer versus Kramer thing. Oh, okay. Kinda. Uh, I'm going to stretch a lot to get there. Uh, but there is a... Alright. Maybe I should work it backwards. Uh, I, I stumbled upon a website where they were trying to... You know, what if... You know, uh, like uh, movies that would be better if they had zombies in them. And one of the movies they chose was Kramer versus Kramer versus Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. But the reason that came up is because there is a book coming out sometime this spring called Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Are you serious? Yes. It's a novel? It's uh, the novel, Pride and Prejudice, by Jane Austen. With zombies. With zombies. But they just actually took the novel. It's like a Garfield it's, minus Garfield kind of... It's the entire Pride and Prejudice novel, like the original thing. And they've added zombies into it. <laughs> like extra chapters? Yeah, like extra chapters, extra oh paragraphs, gosh. yeah. It's, it's like 85% of it is the original <laughs> novel. Uh, is that legal? Uh, yeah, it's public domain. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they're still crediting Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. So, uh, I might actually read Pride and Prejudice. Versus zombies. And zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I I didn't know that that was illegal, but I'm glad it is. <laughs> Me too. Let's uh, that deserves a uh, to zombie. It's a zombies. All right. So Kramer's Kramer's is so nasty. I I'm digging it. So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Kramer's. <clears throat> I exaggerated last time because at the end of the show I said it's seven feet tall or something, but it's sixteen by twenty. Yeah, it's sixteen by twenty, which is big. Yeah, and that's closed. Uh, when you open it, it's then 32 by 20. Which is really big. Yes, it is. Uh, man, incredibly difficult to read. And I'm not saying, like, you know, oh, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I mean, there was physically no place I could put this. You couldn't wrap your hands around it. Comfortably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I had to read this in bed. Uh, I had it propped up against my wall. <laughs> so it was sort of vertical. As I was laying down, 
Yeah, but I still had to because it's it's a bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still had to like keep my hand at the bottom of it so it wouldn't slide. So it wouldn't slide right. down. But then, like, I would have to actually shift my body so that I could read like you know the top of the left hand page, <laughs> and then I'd read that page, and then I'd have to move physically oh, yeah. right. to read the next page, <laughs> and then I'd have to move back so that I could turn the page. <laughs> I had a I had a little bit less difficult time, but I I will say. It took me like four positions to find the right one, yeah. and mine was uh, sitting cross-legged on my living room floor, with it open up on the coffee table. Wow, and that worked really well. I, uh, I would, I would, I would think that uh, the perfect reading space for this would be uh, a drafting table. Yeah, 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 like an inclined uh, yeah. Yeah. table, All right? With with a little ledge on it, so you don't have to hold it. Yeah. It's big. It's very big. I did read some of it in my bed, and it was just, I felt like, <laughs> it did, it was kind of cool, though, because it kind of reminded me of when I was a little kid, like, reading something that was, like, a magazine or something that right, was way right. bigger than me. Like, it made me feel like I was, like, seven years old or something. Uh, I think, uh, when you, when you gave it to me, uh, like, the, you saw me holding it, and you're just, you look so tiny. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, like, you know, six foot three and, you know, 900 pounds, so... <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it, it, uh, it it's a book that dwarfs everything around it. Yeah, I was using an actual comic book as the bookmark. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> I used an Amazing Spider-Man as a bookmark. I was using uh, Booster Gold. <laughs> I, was, if only I would have had like one of those giant mugs, like those ridiculous like cartoon <laughs> mugs. I could have put some soda in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. put my hat on backwards, and I would have felt you know like the Twilight Zone scenario. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it's huge book, and it's yeah. n- it's not that big. I mean, it's like a hundred uh, pages. Hundred pages, yeah. uh, sixty-two stories mm-hmm. in total. Uh, the stories are, I think, the longest ones is maybe like five pages. Yeah, uh, I think uh, four, four, five, four or five. Four or five, yeah. A lot of one page, two. A lot pages. of one pages, two pages. Yeah. Uh, some. Uh, not pinups, but paintings. Uh, yeah, uh, art, like wordless, uh, just yeah, yeah. still shots. Yep, yep, yep. Kind of runs the gamut too of uh, of uh, topics and genres. Topics, genres. Uh I don't want to say quality, but just like craftsmanship, uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, some of it looks like, you know, just like almost abstractly insane. Yeah. And then some of it. You know, it's like Chris Ware, yeah. metric, meticulously you yeah. know, rendered and measured. And yeah. yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, experimental stuff going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't pay for the book. It was like, what, $125 the, cover price? The cover price is $125. Yeah. yeah. I think you can get it on Amazon for like eighty bucks or ninety mm-hmm. bucks, something like that. Right. Still, that's pretty fucking outrageous for a hundred hundred page. Challenge. I will defend it. I do. I did look it up. I was like, why? Why exactly is it one hundred and twenty five? Because the only other book I've seen that size there was a Gasoline Alley Sundays reprint right. a couple of years back, and I think it was a little bit cheaper. I think it was like eighty or ninety dollars or right. something. I looked it up. They only made thirty five hundred of them. So pretty small print run for right. like something that has Matt Groening art in it. Uh, it was hand bound because there's no binder <laughs> that it, it large <laughs> enough to exist. So every 
Alright, hold this hand down. They said they can only ship three per box because they're so big. <laughs> the, uh, the editor had to fly to Singapore for a press check because that was the only place that would, that, do, it, that would right. do it. And, uh, and they had to pay 60 plus artists. Right. Um, and he said all that factored in. Even, even he's, he mentioned a couple of small things like they had to rent places to store it because their publisher didn't have anything to accommodate. Right. And you know, there's a couple little extra things. I was like, okay, well, I can sort of see it, but. I would think of the very first time that someone says we physically can't do this cheaply, <laughs> I'd say, okay, let's rethink the format. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not to mention the paper. The paper was uh, super nice. It's like not glossy, but it's that new age paper that shows yeah. color really well. But, it's uh, pretty good paper. It's got kind of a gloss to it, but not like yeah, not, not super yeah, glossy. I wasn't getting the glare. It's not like a magazine, right? right. But uh, I think the format choice was awesome as a one-time thing because it does like it does kind of harken back to all those old, uh, you know, the roots of comics like the early 1900s Sunday pages that were huge. Right. And it, I don't think anything's been printed that size in, you know, I don't know what quarter century, half a century, maybe something like yeah, that. I don't know. And uh, I thought that was cool of them to do it because it's. Unlike anything else out there, but right. but if they do one a year, yeah, I'm not in for right. one a year. Well, I certainly know that they got quite a bit of press just based on the price and the format of it alone. Right. So I mean, they they got themselves some attention, mm-hmm. which you know, for good or bad, I don't know, because I'm sure most people like me, you know, are just like 125 dollars. That's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I can't imagine. Let me see. There's 3,500 in the world. I I can't imagine they've sold out yet. Yeah. Well, you said it took, like, what, three months for you to get this one in? Yeah, we ordered, because we ordered it back in, I think, October, or maybe even right before that, like September. Yeah. And it was supposed to ship right before Christmas. <clears throat> we ordered two copies, and they only sent one, so we sold it to the other the customer that wanted it. Right. It was actually Pat, our, yeah. our one listener. Hi, <laughs> uh, <I> Pat. <laughs> read along. Read along as we... As we uh, and then so whenever they eventually like a month later sent the other copy I I bought it snatched it up so yeah so I was thinking about actually reordering it but I bet it would just rot there right yeah uh yeah yeah unless we put it for like half price half price or threw it on Amazon or something right Uh, eBay Mm -hmm. Uh, ah yeah so I there are some stories, I think, I think uh, I'd think i say between a fourth and a third of it actually benefited from the large-scale size, like they, like the artist did something to sort of, like... Warrant it. Right. Right, right. But I, I'd say over half of it... Did not need to be that big. Didn't need to be that big. There was even a few, I think, would looked a lot better smaller. Yeah. Like the uh, Jerry Morardi, or whatever his name is, the guy that... He does the paintings, the like silent page yeah, paintings. Yeah. Those would look a lot better smaller. Yeah. Or not at all. Existing at all. Oh. oh. Poor Jerry. Yeah. I I liked him, but I mean I don't yeah, I don't know why he'd want to put him that big because I think it kinda loses something. Like uh, I, I like the one where the girl appears in the door and you see the false teeth on the seat. I thought that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wow, I can't believe you started with that one. All right. <laughs> Not my favorite one. I'm yeah. just saying it pops right, to my right. mind. Like, because because there's a couple like my favorite. One of my favorite comics artists is Tom Gold. I love that guy. He did uh, Guardians of the Kingdom and uh, a couple other just really weird small. I mean, weird size small books. Right. And he did the one about Noah's Ark in there. Okay. Yeah. I love that one. That one was great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he really took advantage of the page size. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's like uh, two shots or so of uh, the arc itself, which were amazing. I measured them. They were like, they're like, <laughs> they're, there's two panels that are over 14 by 14 in his story. Wow. That's insane. Now, okay. And I, I know you probably have no idea, but uh, it, it does make me wonder. Because a regular standard comic is drawn. Uh, at like uh, 10 by 15 and it's printed like 6 by 9 right. so it shrunk like 66% <laughs> do you think that stuff in this book was printed at a larger size and this is it I shrunk would, it down I, I was cu- <laughs> you mean like actually originally on a larger piece of paper right I was thinking about that or is this at size I think those are at size I uh, bet maybe some of the paintings maybe not so much like the the one uh, what is it? Uh, the, the weird skull one, or uh, like the the one with the elephant, Sherry Boyle. Uh, it's called Grow Old. Yeah, yeah. That one, for some reason, that one looks like it was bigger, just because all the brush strokes or whatever. But uh, yeah, I was wondering about his too because he usually draws smaller stuff, right? And some of those characters that he drew almost looked like they were enlarged, maybe, mm. maybe slightly. Mm. But yeah, I was curious about that too. Yeah. But yeah, that is uh, it's definitely one of the better stories in the book. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one. It, it was yeah, it's about Noah's Ark, and it, it's got like a nice uh, sense of humor about it too. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's still straight about it. You know, it's not like you know, oh, it's being ironic. You know? Right. It's it's just it's a story about <laughs> Noah's Ark. It's just kind of funny. And then I like how he like his first page is on the right hand side of the book. And it has, like, you know, I don't know, I didn't count the panels, maybe 10, 20 panels. Right. And you flip it over, and then there's one of those giant fucking monster 14-inch yeah, yeah. panels. And it really does, like, like that's what that book needs is it's something with a design sense like that needs, needs like, you know, right. that sort of thought put into it. Instead yeah. of just, like, like I really like, uh, oh, who's an artist I like that? Oh, like, okay, Dan Klaus, Klaus right, Close, right. whatever. Like... His did not warrant yeah. being on this book, yeah. Yeah, it's like, he's such a good artist and, like, designer. Right. I was like, wow, his is going to be great, but... It was it, just one page yeah. and just normal-sized panels. Yeah. I mean, you could break it down into a two- or three-page standard size story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, his was a, a pretty good story. Though. His was good, yeah. Um, I'm going to... I need to, to just rant. Okay. Um, Let it rip. Yeah. Uh, 32% of this book is good. <laughs> did you mathematically calculate I that? did. <laughs> there are 62 stories altogether. Only 20 of them are anything that I remotely enjoyed. Oh, really? Wow. And that's 32%. Uh, so that's, that's a failing grade on your... Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nah, yeah, the, the other, uh, what, 68? 68%, 68% of this book is utter shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. I'd say there's maybe two or three I didn't like, 
I think the ones that I thought were mediocre, I actually enjoyed just because the novelty of the size of it. Like, I just loved reading something that big. It, it was just so much fun. Like, I uh, the only time I really enjoyed the story for the novelty of it, and this is one that I actually count in like the, the really really good ones. It was actually the first really really good one. Is the uh, the Cradle of Frankenstein story? Oh, that was great. Uh, just the way that uh, it was laid out. Because uh, it's like <laughs> Ted May. I just Ted May. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's almost set up like one of those family circus uh, follow Billy <laughs> right. around cartoons, except for you don't see his feet, right? <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, when you first see that page, you're like, wow, how am I going to read this? Because yeah. it's panels everywhere, and you're like, and oh. it does get. You, you, I got lost at least once or twice oh, while I, following it. I, I swear I didn't. I swear I didn't. I thought I was going to. Sure, sure, I swear. Because sure, sure. I was reading it and I was like, this is going to be really weird and tricky. But like there was like one time that was a little tricky and he put an arrow in there. Yeah. Like when it could have went. It was like going to the left. Left it was, yeah. But yeah, he did a great job of. Because, okay, it's basically a, a overhead shot of the space station. Yeah. With the, like the roof chopped off and there's like 30 rooms or whatever. Yeah. And and the guy like goes through all the rooms as he's talking, yeah. and it's it looks like you're gonna be confused when you first start, but I think he did a good job. I uh, did a great job, and plus it was just a, a really good story on top of it. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard of that. that. That's another thing. There's so many people I'd never heard of in this, like Ted May. Yeah, never heard his name. Josh Simmons, he did my favorite one in there. He did uh, Night of the Jibblers. That was my favorite story. Uh, that one, uh, man, that one had potential. Yeah? Um, like, I, I did like some of it. Uh, it's definitely one of the, it wasn't one of my favorite ones, but it wasn't one that I hated outright either. Right. Just, uh, uh, yeah. It just, uh, uh, it goes along with, with basically what I, I my major complaint is for most of the stories I really didn't like, and that they're all pointless. Uh, uh, but it, it it tried. It, it really did. I thought it was going somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but then it just didn't. But how's it end? It ends with like he's going to the mountain with all the fog. But and it was like it was the same scene that that kid described in his dream, like the kid that was dreaming about right. death. I don't know. I, I really like that one. It makes me actually want to, you know, find some more of that guest stuff. Right, right. Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, and, and it was it was quirky, and you know, uh, just uh, like the when the gibblers show up here, you know, and then they just they have Tourette's or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like they have erections and they yeah. curse in. They're like these weird zombie monsters. Yeah. Uh. I love his art, though. Oh, it was, uh, it was so pretty good. good. Yeah, it was good. I found a couple pieces on. It reminds me of a, a little bit like Edward Gorey, maybe. Or yeah, I can maybe, sort of see that. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of the monsters. Or I, the Jibblers. He did a pinup of the Jibblers because I was I was like, what else has this guy done? And I looked online, and there's this awesome pinup that he did. It's like this trail of bodies, and he's like the main Jibbler. There's a couple Jibblers, and one of them's in the background with this you know weird direction and yeah. like. I don't know what he's doing to some body, but and then the one in the front is holding this child that he's just killed, and it's like really dark. Yeah, but, but it was so well drawn. It was, just, it was so neat. Uh, I did like those uh, couple panels where uh, the two kids run into the gibblers. Yeah, and like the little girl is like looking over, and then she stops talking, and 
the, the her brother asks what's wrong, and the jibbler pops up and like grabs his head. Yeah, and then just turns it, twists it. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen that a hundred times in uh, some cool horror movies. Right, the twisting of the yeah. the breaking of the neck. Well, he didn't break the neck. He just uh, he like turns, turns his head down right, to show right. him what well, yeah. just happened to his sister. Yeah, but he, yeah, he turns it in like a, a more pleasant way than, yeah, than yeah, the, right. the, the horror horrific movie way. But yeah, I really liked that one. Yeah. What was your favorite? I'm guessing my favorite one altogether. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I got to go through my list. I made a lot of notes. Yeah, you did. I made like a half a page, and you got like got you got a you got a booklet over there. It's got a spiral bound notebook. Three <laughs> subjects. They're all full. It's uh, um, my favorite one is uh, the one by Kim Deitch. Oh, that uh, one's great. Sex, drugs, and sweet music. That one was great. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's about the the cartoonist meeting. Uh, oh man, I forget the guy's Al- name. Alan, I think his name is Alan. I don't remember. <laughs> That's a good story. But yeah, it's this guy who, who uh, collects bottle caps, and he's rooting through. It starts out with him rooting through Louis Armstrong's trash. Yeah. <laughs> to find these uh, Miller bottle caps. Any any story that starts off with. A jazz musician's trash can. Right. I I will read it, <laughs> and then it turns into like this weird psychedelic thing. I, apparently, a true story. Apparently, a true story. Yeah, where uh, they they were actually trying to. They're like, if they can make underground comics, why can't we make underground soda that has LSD in it? <laughs> and they yeah, actually was, tried uh, to sunshine do soda. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that one was really good. I would have to say that was among my favorites, uh, if not my favorite altogether. Um. <laughs> Let me see what else. Uh, I did like the the Dan Klaus one, uh, but like you said, it was uh, it was probably one of Dan Klaus's weaker stories. Uh-huh. But you know, it was still good because it's still Dan Klaus. You know, in the end, I, it was. This, I think the same with Adrian Tomini. Tomini. Oh, I loved his. Really? Yeah, you liked the, his? the porno doppelganger. See, I thought it was okay, but I, he, I think he's just gotten better and better and better over the years. Right. And I was like, did he do this one like eight years ago, and he's just now printing it or something? Well, I've never really read anything that he's done at this point, but uh, okay. uh, I, I really enjoyed his story, and I mean, I've heard of him obviously, but. Uh, I really liked uh, the the porno doppelganger story. Yeah. I, I just it it had uh, a lot more human emotion in it, I think, than a lot of other stories did. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that one did. You know what? Ironically, the one I think that had the most human emotion was the there was a titleless one uh, by uh, John Fam. John um, it was about the two dogs. Okay, yeah. That one, like, almost made me cry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that one, too. Uh, and I think he made he made such a good use of the giant page because the entire background of the, like, whatever, ten panels or whatever that's on the page is one giant panel. Like, you see the street light that goes up the left side of the page from top to bottom, and it takes up the entire page. Yeah. Like, like, it's like a giant... You know, sixteen by twenty-one panel or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I didn't even notice that the first time I read it because I read some of them twice. That he put all those panels on top of a giant panel in the background. Yeah, yeah that one. That one was 
pretty sweet. He reminds me of Chris Ware a lot. Like I think he loves Chris Ware. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of his style in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Chris Ware, I also really enjoyed his story in it. That was uh, you kind of warned me about it beforehand, saying that you know, well, if you don't understand it, it's like a continuation of one of his other stories. Yeah. Uh, but no, I loved it. Uh, yeah. You know, if it did continue, you know, it didn't matter because uh, I thought it was great. It was like a giant two-page spread. Yeah. Giant picture of a baby. Probably a life-size drawing of a baby. <laughs> I was wondering if it was actual size. Yeah. I almost expected there to be like a little footnote. Actual size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was great. That that was actually... <coughs> that character was in Acme number 18, mm-hmm. uh, which was like you know two issues ago of his, of his Acme novel library, yeah. which is my favorite thing he's ever done. That book was so amazing. Like I, I've I've read everything that I've ever seen by him, and I like it all. But that one, I think that one was just like a masterpiece. Uh, I think this is actually the first time I've ever read anything by his work, uh, or by Chris Ware. Uh, I know you read a couple of, like those Robot Sam short pages. Remember that? Yeah, I, I did read a couple of those, and mm-hmm. yeah, I like those. And I've flipped through, you know, the occasional issue of Acme Novelty, and I've got one out in my living room. I just haven't read yet. And That's cool. Uh, but it, uh, that story alone was enough to make me like, wow, I really should, you know, read more of his stuff and pick up some of his books. Yeah, he's one of my... That I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I will say, like, I love autobiographical stories about, you know, where the comic artist tells his weird, deep secrets. Yeah. But, and, you know, like, I've even thought about doing a sex issue of... Of my comic, you know? Yeah. But I was like, nobody wants to read that anymore. Like, it's so, like, ten Dumb. years ago. Yeah. And then whenever I saw Johnny Ryan, he did one called <laughs> My, my <laughs> Sexy history. history. I was like, oh, God. Like, here's another autobiographical story about sex. And I think he's, like, parodying it because it's I think so, so over the top. It is. Uh, the first thing I thought, well, uh, <laughs> this is going to lead into something else. Uh, but yeah, the first thing when I read it was like, wow, he is making fun of David Heatley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he's making fun of everybody though. Cause I mean, like as much as I love that stuff, like I love right. Jeffrey Brown and he does, you know, he did a bunch of those re- relationship right, right. sex comics. Uh, I love Robert Crumb. He's done it to death. Yeah. All those guys like, like Joe Matt, Chester Brown, all those guys use that as a subject matter. Right. I mean, most of those guys did it 10 years ago, 20 years ago though. Right. 30 years ago. Well, I'm just comparing it directly to David Healy because we've read it. Yeah. We did it for the show, and his was called My Sex History. Yeah. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and his was My Sexy History. And because I hate David Healy, (laughs) or I don't don't hate the man himself, he could be a fine person. Uh, Not a fan of his work. Not a fan of his work. Um, And I really disliked uh, uh, the, the book we read. Right. Uh, my brain is hanging upside down, and mm-hmm. so I thought this was like a direct jab right at him. I, yeah, I thought that I'd never read anything about Johnny Ryan, but it was hilarious. Yeah, it was like yes, <laughs> oh, they were so so wrong in places. <laughs> and I'm a sluggo, by the way. I don't know, yeah, yeah. I don't know you, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but there was a David Heatley comic. There was a David Heatley comic, and um. Let's just say that my opinion of him is uh, not only reinforced, but tripled. Oh wow! By how much I dislike his work 
And not only that, but now I'm almost thinking that I dislike him as a human being because I think he is a racist motherfucker. Wow. I thought it was just a weird dream he had. But you got to admit, as the first panel, the opening sh- title shot, he made really good use of the page size. <laughs> it was a giant fucking panel. Yeah. But yeah, I, I figured you wouldn't like that one. I, uh, you know, my note on here, uh, and it's, uh, oh man, I can't even find it, that's weird. Uh, it's the one with the, all the F words. Uh. Oh, David, you're okay, buddy. Uh, no, I, I seriously, <laughs> seriously think that he is the biggest fucking racist on the face of the planet. Um. Because, <laughs> uh. I mean, just with... Alright, we reviewed the, the Brain book, mm-hmm. and like uh, I sent you a link shortly after we reviewed it, and uh, it was like this big argument about it. Right. right. Uh, with other people. Yeah, uh, not with us. Reviewing the book. And some of the points they made up was just uh, that he was possibly racist. And reading my brain is hanging upside down. And I didn't really see it, but you know, I could see their point of view with it. You know, why does he have to go up and, and purposely tell us about every single black person yeah. that he's ever known? Right. And then this story is all about rednecks killing black people, and then black people rebelling, and there's like this giant jigaboo statue god thing, uh, but then everyone dies except for the two redneck incest twins. Uh, and you came away with this being racist, how? Just, just kidding. Uh, no, it, I I really think that was a dream he had. I really do. Because it was, it was drawn just like all his dream comics. It was drawn like all his other comics, which is poorly. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, I mean, no, seriously. Like, you know, I, I, I'm usually able to, you know, just say, okay, I, I dislike this guy's work and not, you know, the person himself. But he really is fucking blurring the line with this. Really? Where oh. I am just disliking him as a human being. See, doesn't that make him a good artist, though, if he's warranting, eliciting such a reaction? No, it just makes him a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, people who get, you know, up in a, an outrage about Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh. Right, right. You know, and. Rush Limbaugh is an artist. If we're gonna, I will <laughs> devote an entire episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, I mean, it, it seems like he's, he's trying to pull off this, you know, I don't know, hipster persona. Uh, I can see that. But you know, he's just making himself look like a dick. Like maybe, maybe he's saying like, in his mind, you're thinking maybe he's like, if I put all this out there, I'll be the open-minded one. Right. Like, because everybody's thinking this. Right. But nobody's thinking this because he's the one with problems. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm just saying that's a theory, maybe. Right. That's kind of maybe distilled mm-hmm. and more civilized how I feel. <laughs> let me, let me look at it real quick. <laughs> oh, let me get my back brace so I can look All right. Uh, you need some help? All right. Uh, I don't know what page it's You're going to hit the microphone. <laughs> I'm going to hit both walls. <laughs> the pages. You almost do oh, touch the wall. I don't know. Some of it was kind of funny. I just no. Um, yeah. Uh, at this point in time, after reading that and reading the the previous work, uh, I cannot separate the man from the work at this point anymore. <laughs> and uh, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm still gonna read something else by him. All right. Just don't make me do it. Okay. 
I'll promise. I, I like the one with the old people. That one's cute uh. at the very top. Oh, I really like, actually, I really like this middle one here where the old people, like, shoot their whatever sunshine rays up and the the god throws his lightning bolt into the giant monster and he shoots out the love. Okay, you're right. It's weird. It's really weird. But I, I really do think it's a dream he had. That's my that's my guess, at least. Well, then he's having racist dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if he could be faulted for his dream. Though. I uh, oh, I'm going to. Because <laughs> I really dislike him. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> oh, what do you think of Ben Catcher? He did these two uh, stories. I don't like the art in them, but I really enjoyed the stories. Yeah, I thought he, I think he's really good with his one page, yeah, like kind of quirky yet thought provoking, or not like a punchline, but it's kind of yeah makes you think though. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. That one's crazy. Uh, oh, the uh, blanket, blanket. Yeah, yeah. It's almost Charles Burns. That's and, exactly what my note says. Yeah, uh, I called him Charles Burns Jr. Yeah, uh, it's like Guar meets Charles Burns. Yeah, uh, you know I liked it. Uh, I shouldn't like it, but maybe I think because it is invoking Charles Burns so much that you know I'm able to put aside whatever I didn't like. Uh, yeah, that just kind of well, you seem to want to say something. Go for it. Oh no, I'm just flipping through. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, a lot of my problems. Oh wait, go back. No. Okay, American Splenda. That's hilarious. Ivan Brunetti. <laughs> a fucking asshole. What? Whoa. Anyone? Okay, this book is fucking gigantic. <laughs> and all of a <laughs> okay. sudden, in the middle of it, you have to turn the fucking thing upside down. Uh, Fuck you, Ivan Brunetti. I think he's trying to mimic the Splenda packaging, where like some of it's written up. Isn't some of it written upside down? I have no idea. I don't know. You don't make me turn a fucking <laughs> three foot long, 28 feet wide book upside down just to finish reading your goddamn story. You're an <laughs> asshole for doing that. <laughs> Story's fine, the art is fine, but guy's just a cocksucker. I think I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to meet him this summer. Tell him I said so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see what else. What else is really good? Um, I liked Concrete Ephemera. I hated that as well. You hated that one? Yeah. Really, I like that one. Uh, the art's good. That panel, or whatever you want to call this, yeah. with all the just ephemera. Junk. Yeah. 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 Wow, that must have taken him six months to draw that. It, yeah, it's highly detailed, but... Full color. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that really just goes along with, I think, what I had a problem with with most of the stories that I just really hated, mm-hmm. other than Ivor Bernetti being an asshole and immediately being a, a racist cocksucker. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Is that... Uh, these are supposed to be comics. Yeah. And comics is a storytelling medium. And 90% of these are actually... Uh, what sixty-eight percent of these are not stories? Yeah, I'd say I'd say there's a lot that are like kind of abstract, like this one right here. Yeah, uh, it looks awesome. It does look awesome. I don't. But I don't, what the fuck is it? I don't get it, and not in a like I don't get Final Crisis number seven kind right. of way. Not in that kind of way. And anyone who doesn't get Final Crisis seven <laughs> is a fucking retard. So anyway, I haven't read Final Crisis seven, but I've heard a lot of a lot of I don't get it. Yeah, and, and those people are fucking retarded. What's this one called? 
the Chatsworth Miasma. The Chatsworth Miasma. Yeah. Um, it looks amazing. Like s- this giant panel at the end is amazing. Yeah. The color, like this this panel here with the uh, guy floating in space with the bat and the word <laughs> cosmic slop yeah. in the background. I love it. It looks awesome, but I don't get it. I yeah. Don't. It there is no point to it, and that is like most of these comics. Now this one, uh, Glenn Ganges. Yeah, I think it is awesome. Really, because this is this is taking comic books and, and comic strips mm-hmm. and trying something quirky with them, but still being a comic. It, yeah, because it, it's about uh, it, it's it's what one two three four five six eight panels, uh, and like every like surrounding the outside of the panels are, are words. Just uh, random bits of speech, mm-hmm. and there are all these floating balloons, like floating up into the atmosphere. And I mean, you know, I'm talking like word balloons. Yeah. And I think that is an awesome sort of take on on comic books. You know. I didn't get this one. I didn't get it. <laughs> you mean like are these are these like those are dialogue, dialogue balloons? Are those are supposed to be the ones that are in these panels. Yeah. I don't get it. What does that mean? They're, they're just like, you know, what happens when these word balloons, you know, appear over a person's head? Where do they go? They float up into the atmosphere. It's awesome. I can, yeah. I mean, that's neat, but I thought it was colored really well. Oh, it's colored amazingly well. I, is, I mean, but was it supposed to say that, okay, like, these words are floated outside the panels? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm an idiot. It could be. <laughs> Because uh, cause I've been reading Kevin Heisinga's stuff for a while, yeah, and I really liked like the first like four things I read by him, and increasingly I understand his stuff less and less. Like he did a book called Fight or Run, uh-huh. not like you know a month or two ago, and I was like I don't get this at all. Like the and the one be- right before that, I was like this is kind of I don't know. It's kind of like him trying to be Jim Woodring or something. Right, right. And this one here, I was like, I just like like when you explained that, that was the first time I. Got that. got that that's what these words... Because I, I read all these words, and I was like, what are these supposed to be? Are these the words in the panels? I, I they're don't just, get it. Yeah, they're just uh, people talking. They're and there's the words shooting stars. Yeah. That part, maybe I don't understand so much, but the word balloons floating off and disappearing. Uh, that's, that's, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, no, I maybe mean, I'm making shit up. I that, don't know. That makes sense. Maybe I mean, I'm a fucking retard. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, not the retard part, but... The uh, that could make sense, too. I, see, I'm... I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't... Like, it's a little... That's a little too experimental for me. Like, I, I like that, God. Of the experimental stuff in this book, that is, like, the least experimental. <laughs> well, yeah. I like... I like... I like odd comics, but... Okay. This one's really cool. Give Up. The, oh, the Sammy Harkham story? It, this reminds me more of the old... Uh, the old-style comics that were, you know printed this size right. than anything else in this book. Because it, it reminds me of, there's a Smithsonian collection that has, like, White Boy and right. all those, like, weird old, like, early 1900s comics. And this reminds me of that so much. Like, right. the style of it, the subject matter, right. like, weird cowboys that aren't quite cowboys. Right, and, right. Yeah. I really like enjoyed that story. And Sammy Harkham, isn't he the one who actually put together Kermiser? He put this together, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've heard people say he's insane and it I can't believe that he accomplished this because <laughs> I mean, getting all these artists together, right? This to do something this size and have it actually come out and right and be right, right, I mean, right. 
hats, I have my hats off to him. Yeah. Not, not literally, because I'm wearing a hat. And right. I'm too busy flipping through this giant fucking comic. To right, take right. Uh, there's a story you just passed, the uh, the black and white classroom one. Yeah. Uh, also, just what the fuck? Yeah. Seriously, what the fuck? It took longer to read this one than any other one. I did not read it. Really? I, I got through like six panels, and then I saw that there was like five more pages of it, and I said, <laughs> fuck it. it. It is one of the longer ones. and It, it is uh, four pages at least. Yeah, it's four and yeah. it's John Hankowitz, I think, which yeah, yeah. I've seen some stuff by him that I like. This wasn't one of them. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't get it, but maybe it's because it's not yeah, very good. Because it's pointless. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's a good artist, too. I mean, he does oh, some good I stuff. Oh, I mean, the, the drawings in it are great. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, well, at least I'd hoped that uh, the background he drew separately from the foreground. Like, you know, the, the tables and the, the, yeah. the walls, because they repeat in every panel. And the two figures are in different positions throughout the mm-hmm. entire four pages. The background just changes slightly, like with this desk here, it becomes like a right, right, like, like a wicker desk or something. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, that one was hard to get through. I don't know. Maybe he's a little headier than I am. I, I'm not trying to insult him, but oh, I'll insult every single person in this book, <laughs> except for the ones I love. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, you know that one. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, kinda. The Produce the Corpse by... Yeah. Who is this by? Let me see. I've got it written down somewhere. So you can find it first. Matt Thurber. Matt Thurber. Yeah, I thought that one was funny. Uh, I thought it was pretty uh, weird, pretentious crap. According to my notes. <laughs> but but it, I mean, it was kind it, of... I mean, it's, uh, the it Brian was, Eno thing is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it was strange, but pretentious... I don't know because it it didn't seem to take itself too seriously. Like, uh, like I love this panel here where Brian Eno. They basically bring Brian Eno back to life to record an NXS album with uh, the undead Michael Hutchison or whatever his name is. Yeah, Michael Hutchison. Hutch. And uh, and they're like, "Are we going?" This is one of my favorite parts. They're like, "Are we going to you know record it analog, analog or digital? digital?" He's like, "And there's this magical parrot with a like a dress on," and he says. <laughs> He says, neither, we're going straight to Parrot. Like, they record it to Parrot. Yeah. And the parrots, like, sing the songs. Oh, it was bizarre, and I love that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird one. I will give you that. It was one of the weirder ones. Uh, I, I like the Richard uh, Sala one. Was that his name? I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I really didn't. The color was awesome. And I will say... Oh, the color, yeah. There's, like... Eight of them that have some just amazing color, like the, the Anders Nilsson one. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, game or yeah, whatever. The game, yep. Yeah, that that was really pretty. I think that was probably one of the best drawn ones in the book. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Anders Nilsson. He's pretty great. Yeah. I, I know you uh, are a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What else can I say? Uh, oh, uh, oh the, the Matt Fury story, the guy that, the guy that did Boys Club. He did a, uh, he did the one with the, uh, like the wolf that rides the crazy monster. Right, yeah. That one was awesome. The color was amazing. Uh, it's another one of those where I thought it looked great, but uh, just uh, again weird, pretentious crap. <laughs> just fucking pointless. It was cool. Uh, it looks cool, but it is not. It, I mean, there's nothing. But it's there's right. nothing in it. It tells a story. No, it doesn't. Okay. What's the story? Okay, well... 
I mean, this I, thing does something, and then there's another thing that does a thing. Because they're all things. <laughs> they're, all th- they're these weird creatures, like frogs and owls and stuff. And, uh, okay, let me see. I haven't read this one in, since the day, I, the day I started it, but... It's bizarre, but... Pointless. It's oh. fucking pointless. There is no story. Well, this guy just takes up the mantle of the old guy, you know? Like, it's saying, like, no matter... No matter what you do, no matter what you become, someone will take over and do the same shitty... I don't know. Uh, okay. The uh, the opposite page is the, the Jaime Hernandez one. The toppers? Yeah, I really enjoyed that That was one. great, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the woman in that, Hilda. Such a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's like, I still don't see it. <laughs> yeah, that one was hilarious. And I think this is pretty much what I concluded... Is that like every artist that's in this book that is, because it's a mix of it's there's like you know five or ten like big name indie creators right. and then like a whole bunch of unknowns and for the most part all of the big names all their stories are good mm-hmm. because they're stories yeah and yeah. all the the smaller guys the 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 little known guys uh experimental uh, are experimental and most of them are just there's no point to them mm-hmm. and, and like i said comics is a storytelling medium and none of them are telling me a story okay I, i'm looking at this one this in the matt fury one this wolf guy he he flies over he flies his bird to the magical frog guy's island and and he kills the frog guy and he captures all of his animals and then he falls out into the water, and the animals that he captured end up saving him. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And then he unzips his, his mask, and he becomes this, like, really, like, maybe enlightened being or something, because he's all, like, you know, neon color, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a coat of many colors, you know? Yeah. Whatever that's called. Technicolor. Technicolor. Yeah. And then like, they all walk away together, except for one of them. He's like, hmm, this guy, this guy left his evil suit. And he gets in the evil suit. And he feels the power, and just minutes later, he's back to doing the same thing that this other evil guy does. And it's at the same exact time that uh, that the guy woke up at that morning, just 12 hours later. I don't know. It's cool. It's kind of like a parable or something. Sure. I, I like that one. I don't know where you're getting half of what you talked about, but <laughs> go the, for it. The bunny guy looks cool. Oh, everything in this looks awesome. <laughs> in this story, anyway, it's... It, uh, among one of the best drawn ones, the colors are great. Yeah, the yeah his and he does all this colored pencil too. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just uh, pointless. Do you want? Uh, no, you can, right. you can keep holding it. Okay. I have, my legs are hurting. Uh, I think they fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you had the day off today. You've been well rested. I, actually, I, w- I did all kinds of cool. Stuff. I went to the art museum today. I oh saw, yeah, that's right. You're I saw Monet's and stuff. Degas and uh, I saw uh, Warhol. I saw pages and pages of HTML code all day. <laughs> hey, that can be art too. Uh, sure. Hey, I, th- hey, I swear, some of that HTML code is probably more, <laughs> more, more art in my book than some of the stuff they have. There is like a, like the, one of them we stepped on because we thought it was a floor mat, but it's conceptual minimalism art. And I was like, that just makes me want to puke. And then there is one that looked like this, like little, uh, it almost looked like a mantle, like from a living room made out of formica and i was like are you supposed to like sit your drinks in there i don't i don't think you're allowed to have drinks in the museum and then there's a little placard next to it that says who made it and what it represents i'm like and it's just it's not like 
you know, some ornate, like, Indian, you know, like, awesome piece of furniture. It's just, like, this green formica rectangle. No, <laughs> no, no divots, no nothing recessed. It was just, like, wow. And then this was all in the American wing. And I'm, like, this is this is examples of American art. And, like, and you walk through the European wing, and it's, like, Painting, amazing things. Yeah. I mean, there's some good American artwork in that same building, but. I was just I was embarrassed I was embarrassed for my culture when that was considered artwork. I understand. Uh we are running really long. Are we? Oh yeah. wow. Can I say one more thing? Go for it. Um I flipped through because the only other Kramers I'd ever seen uh is number six. I've got that one too. Um and there's a lot of the same artists in number six that are in number seven. Uh. But I will say <laughs> and this makes me think you should never read number six because this one has a lot more stories than the other one. Like the other one, the other one, even some of the same people, they were just doing a little bit more abstract or like what the fuck kind of stuff. Like the, right. you know, like kind of sketchbook weirdness. And, and I will say, at least this one is, is moving in the direction of more like actual stories. Right. Which I think is great. Well, that's, that's what I'm looking for when I read a comic. Yeah. It's a story. Yeah. You know, or in an anthology, I want a series of stories. And we and I, I don't think we mentioned we should say this is published by Buenaventura Press. Yes. In case you're looking for it. All right. Uh, all right. I want to go out on a positive note because I've been probably much more of an asshole this episode than I've ever been on any show ever. Oh. Uh, and I just want to throw out, you know, like, you know, I, I called David Heatley uh, a cocksucker and Ivan Brunetti an asshole, and I'm not so serious about the Ivan Brunetti thing just because, you know, it's it's the matter of the fact that, you know, he made me turn up a goddamn giant book upside down. That pissed me off. Man, the book literally knocked the, the chair over. my chair. <laughs> it just knocked your chair over. I'm sorry. I think it's... Annoying. Okay, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, these are all just my opinions, and I don't mean them seriously. I'm just... Uh, I'm being Russell Limbaugh, I'm being Neil Howard Stern, I'm being provocative. You know? Oh, wow, you are provocative. Yeah. I, uh, I thought it was those pants, but maybe it's your words. Uh, these are nice pants. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to go out on a good note, and I want to do mention all the ones that I really liked. Okay. Uh, because I've got them all starred. Rattle them off. All right, I liked uh, the, the Little Orphans by, uh, I think it was Martin Sandretta. It was like the very first story when you opened the book. Okay, yeah. Uh, that was good. I just thought it was like really oh, cute it was and fun. funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've read other stuff. He's great. Uh, Cradle of Frankenstein I thought was awesome. Uh, Ted May, I would definitely like check out more of his stuff. Me as well. Uh, the Noah's Ark thing, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, I'm, you know uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Dan Klaus fan, so I loved his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was probably some of his weakers. One of his weaker stories I've read. Uh, Sex, Drugs, and Sweet Music I thought was awesome. Uh, the Chris Ware story, I loved it. Yeah. I, just thought, I, thought, I just thought it was great. Uh, Jaime Hernandez, The Toppers, I thought was great. Uh, the Game by Anders Nilsson. I didn't like it as far as the story goes so much, uh-huh. but it was so well drawn that, you know... And it was a story, mm-hmm. so I and mean, the it, color and the color was, was amazing. It was like so soft. It was like, I mean, it had angels in the story, and it almost felt right. like clouds and angel, yeah. angelic. And, uh, that was cool. So I mean, while I didn't enjoy the story so much, at least it was a story, right. and it was beautifully drawn. So you know, I kind of put that in the plus column. 
there was a one page uh, it was like kind of a painting and there was like text at the bottom called Nuts oh yeah uh, by I think Carol Tyler yeah uh, I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, kind of inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you like see. the Seth one? Did you like that one? I really liked the Seth yeah, one. Yeah, that was uh, really... I, I kind of want to learn more about uh, Thoreau McDonald. Yeah, right? he like illustrated this guy's old like write-ins. Yeah, which yeah. It was really neat. Uh, but, you know, if you would have waited, I would have gotten to it. <laughs> I was curious. Got a list here. <laughs> yeah, three pages long, I man. Know, look at that thing. Wow. <laughs> Uh, this one didn't have a title, but it had, like, four different comics in it, uh, by, uh, Rick Altergott. Uh, it was the one that had the doofus character. Oh, uh, okay. And, yeah. like, Miss Juniper and stuff. I really liked those. Really? Okay. I, I thought it was okay. It reminded me of, like, you know, it, it's the only story or, or series or strips or whatever in this that reminded me of, like, uh, like, old, uh... Like almost Mad Magazine, uh, Cracked Magazine cartoon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see. Yeah, definitely Mad Magazine influence. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like the the Ben Catcher ones. Uh, just as far as the stories go. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, I really liked Give Up by Sammy Harkum. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the the blanket one, which. Uh, I shouldn't have liked it, but I really did, uh, just because I thought the art was great in it. Yeah, it was sort of a story, but yeah, just more like a nightmare, really. Yeah. Um, the uh, what's his name? Kevin Zwinga. I think it's Heisinga. Heisinga. I, I liked his, even though you apparently hated it. Eh, uh, I don't. I just don't think it's one of his better things because eh. he does some stuff that I love, right? And that I didn't love that one. Uh, the the Adrian Tomine story I really enjoyed uh, Porno Doppelganger um, The Lumberjack's Widow <laughs> well, That was uh, weird Yeah it was weird but the I bears, liked that The bear suit one Yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool I like that uh, Let's see The Beat of the Traps Which uh, one was that? It was the one with the, the guy in the elevator doing the drumming Oh yeah okay that was funny <laughs> He was paranoid that people were watching him That was one that I thought yeah, like, didn't need to be that big. No, yeah, it was definitely not worth being that big. A lot of these, yeah, there's so many of these stories just didn't need to be that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> wow, must be a good one. Title Transmission, uh, which is the one by Joe Daly. It was the one where the guy was uh, like sitting in a chair and like his eyes popped out of his head. Oh yeah, that was cool. I really liked that one. That, it was that, it was pretentious crap, but I still loved it. it but it kind of it reminded me of those old like I don't I don't know if it was MTV like Liquid Television. Yeah, just, like uh, weird animation that like it doesn't have a story, but it, it like you're mesmerized by the actions that right, happen. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. That was cool. Oh, there was this weird blank space at the bottom of the page. Yeah, you know, obviously didn't require it to be this size. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or he didn't pay attention to the memo. Yeah, it could be. He's like, draw it, and uh, as long as it's to scale with, you know, right, right. eight feet by 25 feet. <laughs> uh, the last one I want to mention is, of course, there is a Matt Granning comic in this. That was cool. Uh, Life in Heaven, which, uh, what was this comic strip? Life in Hell? Life in Hell, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, it's and apparently it's based on like an old illustration or something. Like yeah, that. it was like based on a classic, and I was like, I don't know what. This yeah, is I don't based know on. what it was, but it was cool and it was funny, and uh, you know, it's nice to see Matt Groening do stuff on yeah. The Simpsons occasionally. Tons of stuff going on, tons oh, of words. Yeah. For a one-panel cartoon, there is like almost like reading a Jeff Darrow one-panel cartoon. Oh, he should have had Jeff Darrow do a two-page oh, spread. Man, man, that Sammy, uh... <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> I'm done. This book fails in my book too. Yeah, right. I just thought of that. Man, that would have been perfect. Jeff Darrow, yeah. where it's... were you? But yeah, so so that's yeah. Um, those are the ones I, I really enjoyed, and for the most part, you know, I just. Uh, could not get into the rest of it. I gotta say one other thing. I love the cover. Uh, Sammy Harkham did the cover. Yeah. He said that somebody else was supposed to do the cover, and I guess it just like never was coming through. And he said it took him an entire week to draw it, and it took him two weeks to color it, and that's all he did for the two weeks. Wow. As far as work, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, he yeah. watched porn and you know, ate right, some cheeseburgers, right. but right. sounds like my life. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're running super long on this episode. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, and we'll be back.
have a little bit of a palate cleanser there. Yeah. With the, with the rage uh, it's all filter out of you. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks so. for agreeing to... I, I know, like, that was kind of a, you know, bigger book than normal. Uh, it was... I mean, it's big in dimension, but, you right. know, not... I mean, a hundred pages is fine, and like you said, the stories really didn't warrant being that big. Right. So, I mean, like, I read it in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like it was, you know, like a chore. Right. Uh, yeah, just, you know. And, I mean, I'm totally, you know, I, I know that I've just spent an hour and a half ragging on the fucking thing. But, you know, I mean, I would totally read another one, you know, just because for the experience of reading it so that I could totally rag on that one too. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and like, I'm not trying to be the goody two shoes, like good cop guy. Cause there's, there was some in there that I, you know, right. was like, wow, this is not my thing at all. And I I'm just, just a lot more voracious in my yeah, opinions. I, of I things. just kind of forgot about the couple that I didn't like. But, right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was, I was, I love anthologies and this has had some of my favorite, favorite right. comics artist ever in it so I was stoked I think the the big problem with anthologies is that you know no matter what it was uh, if, if Kramer's Ergot or like some Dark Horse Presents thing or some Marvel Comics you know whatever uh, there's always going to be one really good one and there's always going to be like three really shitty ones yeah. and that's the same with every anthology and the opinion might change you know I might like yeah. one thing and you might like another but- that's the cool thing. Everybody will find something that they're right. like, wow, I really dug that one. But, you know, th- I don't think there's ever going to be an anthology that's you know, 100% awesome all the way through. You've you know? never read Buyer Beware anthologies? Oh. Those are, because those are awesome. Yes, yeah, those are 99% awesome all the way through. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Uh, there's no there's this guy that. named Eric Schomborn who does a few of them. Uh-huh. Uh, man, that guy's an ass. Some, he sucks. Some of the weaker ones, I'll yeah, agree. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for reading that one. Hey, uh, no problem. Thanks for picking it. Uh, that was cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I would not have spent that much money on a book ever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's uh, it, it was worth reading, even though I didn't really like it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm serious. I, I always want to read more than what I'm used to reading. Right. So yeah. So it was a nice change of pace from you know Captain America and Batman, and 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 conversely, like uh, I'm I'm enjoying the fact that you're getting me to read some some uh, I mean not not all superhero stuff, but just right, some like right. action and weird yeah, stuff. Right. Like I probably wouldn't have ever read uh, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm digging. This yeah. is working for both of us. Yeah, even if no one else cares, at least we're in widening our uh, yeah. parameters. Exactly. So uh, let's finish sucking each other off here. All and, right. uh, we're running super long. This yeah, episode, we but are. I mean, uh, it's a big episode for a big book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah six. It's yeah. It's a lot harder to talk about sixty artists than it is one so, right, or yeah. two or whatever. So uh, let's uh, try to wrap this up pretty quickly so that uh, Pat isn't bored. Yeah, he's uh, asleep. Right now. Wake up, Pat. Uh, maybe uh, who knows? You know, maybe he wants us to do a four-hour episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we could like break it up into pieces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Pat and our other listener can tell us you know, yeah. what they think. Uh, right in. And give us an iTunes review. Yeah, anyone? Please. Hello. Anyone? Hello? Hello? Anyway. Uh, so I picked a movie. Yeah. 
I had trouble picking one because the one I really want apparently doesn't exist. <laughs> I won't even go into that. Even though you've seen it. Even though I have seen it. Yeah. yeah. I watched it. Like It was uh, it was during your pot days and uh, it turns out you made it up. <laughs> yeah, and it was awesome. It was, it was just, so it, good. It was your roommates just acting it out in front of you. <laughs> it I, I should actually write it and film with them because it was it was it was some kind of awesome. But anyway, I changed my mind and and I was like I ran through like four other ones. I was like, maybe we should watch a eighties horror movie and then I was like Maybe a '70s comedy, but I ended up on Shoot 'Em Up because I've never seen Shoot 'Em Up. Oh, nice! And I've been wanting to see it. Well, I own it. Sweet. Yes, it works out. We don't, have, we don't even have to call Netflix then. Damn, Skippy. All right, <laughs> let's watch it right now. All right, cool. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I have to go get another salad. I had a big ass bowl of chili. I'm good. I might have to get some actual beer instead of <laughs> this Sprite from Germany. Yeah. Hey, come on. Maybe here. you know what this is? This is a. Uh, this is probably leftover from the Second World War. They're trying to poison it. <laughs> Rattler. This isn't new at all. This is yeah. some sort of some sort of poison. Yeah. Well, I've had, uh, I've had two of the the uh, soda pop beers, so now I'm just drinking regular soda pop by now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've moved on to something of higher calories. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so helping hell, yeah. If you want to watch it right now, yeah. really? What time is it? It's like nine thirty. It's Abe Lincoln's birthday, though. Don't we? Shouldn't we go like celebrate? Well, we can celebrate and watch and shoot them up. <laughs> All right, why not? And get some donuts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm down. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go watch shoot them up then. Are we going to record another episode? I'm down. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. I'm, I'm hopped up on beer and caffeine. Sweet. Salad and chili. <laughs> and uh, Jessica Biel's tits. What? Jessica Biel's tits. That's her? Yeah. Oh. Before she... Uh, Got all kind of manly looking. Anyway, uh, yeah, all right. So, uh, well, Pat, it's your lucky day. Even though you're going to listen to this like weeks apart, yeah, weeks later, and uh, I think like it's going to be two more weeks before the Kramer's episode comes out. So, <laughs> man, oh, I was getting really confused with. Uh, because we were like so many episodes ahead for a while. Oh yeah, I mean, honestly, like. Uh, Today is the first time we've recorded in like two weeks. Yeah, and like you know, it, it almost feels like it's been forever since we've we've done a show. But you know, like you know, they're still just coming out weekly. Right. We were we were we were bored because there was all that crazy snowstorms, and we were just doing shows because yeah. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So yeah, and uh, thank God the uh, the power didn't go out in the middle of uh, my calling David Heatley names and. Uh, it just proves to you that he is uh, the spawn of Satan. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we'll be back next week with Shoot 'em Up. Shoot 'em Up. Fuck yeah, bitch. Leave aside to interview. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.